I think with anything, like, you just have your own lane, and that's just kind of what I wanted to right. create. Like, I know, like, the conversations I like to have uh-huh. usually revolve around, like, just stories, like, people's stories. Yeah. Like, that's what interests me the most, so I just wanted to, I guess, like, that's, like, the main, um, that's what I kind of try to revolve it around uh-huh. in a way. Um, but like, cool. We'll we'll throw like a, like me and my boy. Um, my, his name's Curry. He'll, he'll he's on pretty often, and that's one of like my my brothers really like just best friends. But mm-hmm. we try to do like when he's on, we'll do more like um, interactions. So like we'll have people sending questions, and that's when we kind of get a little bit more like that's dope. Like uh, I guess not controversial, but like we we say a little bit more like uh, just entertaining topics and things right. like that. So but, that'd be cool. Yeah. Have you ever had um? Have you ever had like a, a guest go live like on the spot and I have them to ask questions? Um, no, actually, like someone's live, like like if I if I were to go live, and oh, then no, like we'll, we'll we'll pin it and be like, yo, it's podcast time right now. Ask questions, see what's good. Oh, I haven't actually. We could we could try we it. could try it out a little bit a little bit later yeah, on. Yeah, no, for that. sure. Yeah, I'm down. Cool, Let's cool, do cool. It. You just uh, you just dropped your your album, right? Yeah, like my debut two. my debut album, bro. Yeah. yeah. So when you say debut, because I've seen like because I was listening to your music, you have one before this, but was that like uh, it was a uh, yeah? Is that like a mixtape or like <clears throat> what do you consider that? It's a it's an EP, EP, which is like a it's the same way as like like a mixtape. It's not enough. It's not enough tracks to be labeled as an album. So how many tracks do you need to? label it it starts from it go it goes from literally nine to 14 Mm. that's what's labeled an album okay i think east side stories which is the one i think you're talking about was uh i had six six or seven Mm -hmm. six or seven tracks on that yeah and that's why that's why i don't call it my debut album because just because of the amount of tracks it had yeah i would call that one my debut ep okay which was that was my best EP ever. That's where like everything. But you have stuff before that, even. Yeah, I had. Yeah. I had. Yeah. I had a lot of singles before that, mm-hmm. but nothing really like. Nothing really changed. Nothing really happened until I put that EP out, East Side Stories. Yeah. So yeah. And when you so when you first when you first get introduced to, to music and making music. <clears throat> so. This is where it gets kind of tricky because I was always into. I knew I was always into music in a deeper way than the average listener at like seventh or eighth grade. And I feel like that's when everybody starts actually listening to music because they like it themselves. You know what I mean? I think it's middle school where everyone's like, oh, okay. I like Have their it. headphones in. Yeah. They're like, oh, I like this artist. I want to yeah. be listening to him all day. Yeah. That's where I was at. But the way I was listening to music, I found, I knew, I saw how I was, I was so, I was listening to it different compared to everybody else because everyone was just like listening to the biggest hit at that time and they were just like oh yeah this song's cool this this is the shit right now can we can we cuss on you yeah okay cool i was like this (laughs) is the shit this is the shit me i was like yo the way he says this when the beat hits that point it hits crazy or like Mm -hmm. i'll be like yo that sound on that beat is so crazy compared to anything else yeah or like what he said right there it's so different compared to what he says earlier. So I just, I knew I was listening to it differently compared yeah. to, I'm not saying like everybody else. No, for sure. But like, I was listening to it in a way deeper way, if that yeah. makes sense. I mean, sense. it's from, I think it's from an artist's perspective. Because like, I, I can, even, even, in, even you weren't in, like in that point in your life, you weren't 
technically like you hadn't made music uh-huh. like you still i guess had the eye or had the ear for that because right. i can relate to like whenever i watch like a movie or like a documentary mm-hmm. i see like i analyze it from a completely different point of view like i'm listening to first of all like i'm really paying attention to like the soundtrack i'm looking at the lighting like yeah. how they set up this this shot and like just the movement of the shot the type of shot it is like just, just all the extra stuff yeah. that goes behind the scenes that, that nobody I'm, talks about yeah. yeah and when you do that like you I, I think you appreciate it a little bit more too it's like there's so much that went behind this and 100 percent all together it's like it's beautiful at the end of the day so yeah for bro. sure i totally get that so and then when you so like you 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 felt like you had more of um you just looked at or listened to music in a different way and you you had like an ear for it so at what point did you um think to yourself like oh i'm just gonna like how how did that come about like if i wanted to try to do it yeah so like i said like middle school was when i was like okay like i'm listening to this music way more deeper than everybody else it started in high school i didn't do anything my freshman or my sophomore year keep in mind this is i feel so old but i'm not I'm not old, but I, I feel old. 23? I'm 23. 20, yeah. But, like, when you hear now, bro, like, just, like, everybody else is just so much younger. So, when I say I was a freshman and sophomore in 2014, 2015, yeah. everyone's like, what the I mean, that's fuck? That's damn near, like, 10 years ago. That's bro. what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah, literally. So, yeah, freshman, sophomore year, I, w- I knew I wanted to do something with it, but I never really, I didn't take that step to do something about it. Junior year is when I was like, you know what? I got my first job. I was working at the the chocolate factory in the fountains. Oh, okay. That yeah, was yeah. my first job. Yeah, I, was, I was making the caramel apples and shit, doing yeah. all that. I bet it smells good in that. It smells yeah, good, yeah. bro. Do you, that, you walk out smelling like fucking chocolate? Yes. I actually hate eating chocolate now because really? of that job. Because we would just like snack on them like here and there. But anyways, junior year, I started getting like my own money. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to do something with this music stuff. So that's when I had like my first, it was like an HP laptop. I had FL Studio on there and um, I was making beats at the time. I didn't, I didn't know I wanted to be an artist. I didn't know I wanted to be like on the mic end of the side. Mm-hmm. So I was just making beats and I was just playing around, messing with it. And I think one point, it was still junior year, one point I told myself, I was like, you know what? I like making beats, but I feel like I could do something on the other end. Like, I feel like I could really, at that point, I was like, I can rap. I can, I can write. Mm-hmm. So that came. And I were said, you showing anybody these beats or like, were you uh, just kind of keeping The it only t- person I was showing at the time was my, was my boy, Nick, who's, who's my best friend now. Uh, Nick, who else, who else was around me at the time that was... I think it was only just Nick, bro, because I was just so, like, in a shell. I didn't want to show anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, so after that, after I took the initiative of saying, you know what, I want to do something on the other end of the mic, like, actually be the artist rather than the beat. So I was I was still at that job. I was making money. I would save up. I bought, like, the cheapest mic I could find on Amazon. I bought the cheapest software I could find put that all together i used my uh i had an android at the time so i was using my android headphones when i was plugged into the hp just like as my monitors and everything yeah and uh junior year i had put my first song out and i was trying to be a rapper at the time (laughs) and i think every artist starts out like that because you know that's just how how it is i put it out 
oh then like literally then the next day or the following week after that man like it was the laughing stock of high school like everybody was just laughing at it everybody was just like making fun of it and everything and at that time like i didn't really care what people thought which is where i thought oh shit like i don't they're laughing at me they think it's funny cool whatever but i don't care bro like i still put it out you know like you're still listening to me no matter what you know but at that point that's where i was like nah rap i don't i don't even listen to rap that much yeah i mean i listen to it but the majority of my what i listen to is Mm r&b so i think at that time i was just trying to my junior year i was just trying to figure out what i was going for was i trying to be a rapper which didn't work out like that and then i was like "Ah, i need to find my sound and then that's when i was like you know what like i listened to r&b literally 98.9% nine percent of the time like why not try that like the music that i gravitate to myself why not try that Mm -hmm. so then that's when that's when my my boy nick comes in nick he was uh we were in a class together it's called video it was called video tech and they teach you like um how to work a camera how to how to make videos how to edit on um what, what was it on premiere on everything like that and at that time, Nick was trying to be a producer. He was trying to make beats at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? If you want to try this R&B thing, I can make a beat real quick. And so we would always be at his house. His house is always a spot. And it's still the spot now. Like, we always just hang out there, drink, and, yeah. and chill, everything. So at that time, he was making the first his first beat ever, which was an R&B beat for me. And I remember he finished the beat, and I made, like, a song, an R&B song to it. It was called Out of Love. That was my first song ever in my junior year. I pulled it. No, that wasn't my first song. That was my second song yeah, after my after first the rap song. song yeah. After the rap song. That song is called Assume. Yeah. I hope nobody has it. <laughs> I hate that song. But anyways, after that, um, the second song was my first R&B song that I put out. And it was called Out of Love. And everyone was actually liking it. They were, mm-hmm. they were vibing with it. And it was cool. And I was like, you know what? I fucking, you know what? I knew it. I knew it. I knew I could do this. Yeah. And then ever since then, yeah, bro, like we've been growing from there and it's been about six years. It's been a ride and it's been yeah. a journey, bro. It's been a journey. Damn, for you two, like, that put out that first, like, rap song and then, like, people are like, like, in a way, it's it's really not that it's probably not that big of a deal now, but you like I bet at the time, at least for but you said you didn't, you didn't really care about that that much. Like when people were kind of like laughing at it and kind of just like yeah, because I thought I thought at the time it was good. Yeah, I I loved it. I was like, you know what? I'm proud of this. I'm gonna put it out for that reason yeah. because I liked it yeah. so much. Then I put it out, and then the next day, like I don't know if it was the next day or like the following week, but yeah. it was it was like literally the laughing stock of my high school at Eastwood. It yeah. was just like. Yo, like, we didn't expect you to be doing that and everything like that. It was just like a laughing stock at yeah. that point. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Like, I like it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's cool. Like, it's whatever. You can do whatever. And then and you th- still had, like, the really just you were like, no, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to just. Yeah, because yeah. at that point, who there was a there was a music scene at that point. I think it was about it was 2016 going into 2017. There was a scene here in El Paso. That's when. uh khalid was doing really good on soundcloud and everything and um right before he blew up there was it's so crazy how there's a group of um 
music artists here. Like it's a literal literal scene within the city. Everybody knows about when you're in it. Mm-hmm. So when I was trying to get into it at that time, I remember there was this artist named Miles Angel. I don't know if that rings a bell or anything. I don't think. Maybe. Nah. Yeah. Um, he's, I, I always give him his flowers. He's my big brother. Um, he's, he was like this R&B artist at the time, 2016, 2017. And I remember one time I was helping, Nick was shooting a video for a shoe store at that time. We went together because he was shooting a little like promo video for them. But they were having like this open mic with uh, local artists. That's when he came and he was a, he was the only R&B artist out of all the artists that performed. And he was playing his songs. And that's when I was like, yo, that's what I want to do. I knew I was already into music, but I didn't know where I needed to take it. You know, I had a song out, but that was it. Saw him. He was performing. He killed it. He was the only R&B artist doing his thing. I was like, yo, he's dope. I need to follow his footsteps. I need to do something with that. Yeah. And that's when SoundCloud was popping. That's when you weren't, that's when these artists weren't uh, putting their music on Spotify and Apple Music right away because it wasn't, it wasn't like that yet. It was, SoundCloud was the main thing to be dropping on and yeah. you could drop on SoundCloud whenever you want. Yeah. So that's when SoundCloud was it. And yeah, I was, I was just a huge fan of Miles Angel at that time. And I eventually met up with him, told him that I wanted to do this music thing. And we ended up having a song together. It was giving me like all this, just all this positive energy and all this. He was telling me like, yo, you really have it. Like keep doing it, bro. Mm -hmm. So that's what really made me keep going this whole time because I looked up to him so much and then he believed in me at the same time. And so that's what made me keep going it the whole time. And we just kept the ball rolling. Shouts to Miles Angel. Shout out to Miles Angel. I always give him his flowers. He, he'll, he'll see this. He'll be like, yeah, this yeah. will always give his flowers, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. So up to that point, like before you made your first R&B song, did, did anybody, did anybody, like, had you tried singing? Because like you, you, no, have a, you have a good yeah, voice, but like up you. to that point, did you, did you know you had a good voice? No, like, <laughs> no. I don't, if, even now, I don't have a good voice. I mean, I got to, we got to thank the... The creators of autotune i mean like it's it's cool but like i don't use autotune a lot a lot but it really helps you get to that next level to make you feel like okay i'm comfortable enough to put that song out mm-hmm. when i first started doing r&b there was no way i was gonna sing without autotune so that was the next biggest uh, the next biggest purchase i made after that after i got all my cheap studio stuff i had to buy autotune mm-hmm. once i got that autotune stuff it gave me that like that extra kick, like, okay, that extra confidence to do it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go into it knowing that I could sing or anything like that because I couldn't. Yeah. I, I don't think I still can. But like But I mean I I think in a way, like auto tune is really just a tool that you use, but it is like it's still it's still your voice, so at the end of the day, like You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what that's what the guys tell me all the mm-hmm. time too. They're like, bro, like it's not just auto like it's your voice like it's your own voice. Nobody else has that voice. Like it's your own uh, your own lane mm-hmm. so you got to figure out how to like manipulate that and make it sound different but yeah when i when i first started i didn't i didn't have like this mindset like i know i can sing i know i have these vocal cords i didn't i just i just literally just threw a curveball at myself and try to figure it out yeah that's all it was and when like you're do you write most of your i've written songs? i've written all my songs yeah yeah and what are these 
like what's your creative process like where do you gain inspiration from is it like stories you have from yourself like i mean a lot of your songs are about love too so like is it like yeah. someone that hurt you or like is it just you like just really just like make like just imagining these stories or like what is it like i'm I sure think, it's a lot of different things right yeah so i think it all starts with like some of them are because of what i've been through yeah heartbreak or or whatever relationships all that you know like every other yeah. every other r&b artist they yeah. went through heartbreak they write a song about it they sing it i've done that a couple times but every single time when i'm writing a song or when i'm trying to think of lyrics my main goal is to make it relatable so as long as i'm talking about something that's relatable or something where i'm like i know a lot of people can agree with this or I know a lot of people are going to feel some type of way if I say this. If I know people are going to be like, oh, damn, like, true, like, they feel it, then okay, I'm going to I'm gonna write it and I'm going to put it in a song. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's relatable, I try to make it, well, I try to make it relatable. Mm-hmm. So I'm always writing, thinking about, are they going to feel this? Because if they don't, if you don't feel it in a song, if you don't feel it at all, like, if it doesn't pertain to you, it's not going to stick with you. I mean, it could be like a like a one hit, one hit, like catchy hit. But other than that, I try to make music that people can be like, "Oh, I agree with him," or like, "Oh, yo, I've been through that." Yeah. So that's what I try to do. But yeah, some of my songs are about like my past, my my heartbreak, and everything like that. But most of my and that's just relatable too, though. That really. Yeah, you know, people, like yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Is, but yeah, but yeah, most of my discography, I try to make it relatable as possible. Yeah, that's it definitely it's for sure is bro like Thanks, i haven't I, I discovered you maybe like really i think like i've i think we have a, a few mutual friends mm-hmm. um but i started like listening to your stuff like pretty recently and yeah bro i like the vibes are great thanks bro yeah I like i really you. like it and then um thanks, do you bro. do you know when a, a song is gonna do well or is it usually like the ones like that's, you don't expect exactly that's yeah. exactly what it bro I re- I I always do this too, and it's weird. There's always this like process when I'm recording a song, let alone like an album. When I just what I just did, the whole process recording an album, besides the process compared to the process recording a single, is so different because you want all these songs to hit, and in your head you're like, oh, this song's gonna go on the album. This this other song's gonna go on the album too because I love it so much. And then you have that one song, you're like, eh, like, I don't really like it, but you know, we need to we need to add that extra track to make it an album. So yeah. let's put it on there. The album drops. The one song that you don't you didn't really put so much work and effort and like energy on is the one that's popping, bro. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. like the hardest song that I, I worked on, and I'm like, this one's gonna be the motherfucking hit. And everyone's all the guys are thinking that at the same time. Yeah. Yo, that one's gonna be the hit. Put it out, it's not the biggest one. It's it's the it's the last song that you thought was gonna be the biggest hit. Yeah. Which is crazy. What do you think? What do you think? Why why is that? Because I've experienced similar things when it comes to like when I would put out videos, I'd be like, bro, I, I I personally think this is like this shit's fire. Like this shit's yeah. gonna do well, and then it's it's the ones that I make like super quick where I don't even think twice, and it's just like that's the one that kind of just that's the one that kind of gets well. more traction than anything yeah. else. I don't know what it is. I think it's just like as a creator, we're in our own heads so much that we want it to be so perfect, 
and that we're our own perfectionists in our work. So when we see that it's perfect, we forget to think about the other people to see how they perceive it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like I could be working on a song and I'm thinking it's it's the shit and I'm and I'm working so hard on it. I finish it and I'm like, yo, this is the one. This is this is it. But that's only in my eyes. That's always in the only in the creator's eyes. And then you put it out, they don't everybody else doesn't have the same create like creativity or the same um not creativity, the same what's what's the word I'm trying to say? Um I guess the same mindset as like you perspective. You, there you go. Yeah. The same perspective. They don't have the same perspective as you do compared to what you have on that track or yeah. on your work. But then the one that you're working on like the least and you're just like, yeah, we just got to put just to fill it in or just like whatever. It just it's content to put out. Yeah. Everyone's rolling with it. Yeah. And you're like, bro, why? But it's because we didn't put so much thought into it. Yeah. It's because everyone has their own view on it. They have their own eye. They have their own take on it. They have their own opinion. And that's what we forget to think about when we're creating something. Yeah. So I guess good. I think that's why I think it is. But I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, I I definitely can agree with that. I Because I think um, what I hear all the time is like the audience is going to decide. Like exactly. At the end of the day, like even though like from our perspective we put in the most time to this one like we feel it like because when you're creating something you f- you feel when something's really like yeah resonating with yourself and just it's hitting but at the end of the day like the audience is going to decide what's what's good or what's like exactly what's not. so like not that it's not good but they're gonna there's some that they're gonna gravitate towards and that's just i mean because that's that's, that's just audience. what it yeah, is yeah. yeah like you can't you can't go around that. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just what it is. Like they're gonna like they're gonna like whatever they like, mm-hmm. and if they don't like whatever you think is the main thing that you want to hit, that's that's their own opinion. You know, yeah. like we can't we can't change anything about that. Yeah, so. for sure. So, um, I think was it Summer Love that yeah. I, I saw that one. I think on because I have Spotify. That's so, that one like blew up like a that's lot. my that's my biggest song yeah ever bro mm-hmm. and i wasn't gonna put it on the project that's, that's the one insane. song that i was not gonna put on the project that's exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> that's the one song where i was like nah like i don't i don't really like it that much i think i thought it was corny i thought it was so corny and the the guys they're like they're like bro we like it yeah i don't know why you're thinking that so now now when we when we put it out and now that i know it's my biggest song ever like that i have in my discography right now that's my biggest song my most streamed song everything yeah and i wasn't gonna put it on the project but because the guys told me to put it out that's why i put it out so now every time i have a song every time it's not even finished or undone or like it's halfway done i'll send it to the guys and right when they tell me like yeah it's cool i like it put it out then i'll put it out like Mm -hmm. I have enough. I'm comfortable enough to put it out. Yeah. If they give me the okay. For sure. And, and the guys, they'll be like, nah, this shit's trash. Like, keep it, <laughs> keep it to yourself. Like, cool. Okay, cool. Then I'll keep those to myself. But nah, bro. Summer Love is my my biggest song that I have right now, and I wasn't even gonna put it on the project. That's insane. That's it's insane, insane bro. Like, it's so crazy. It makes you think, like, as a creator, like, dang, I really shouldn't be in my head too much about it because I feel like as a creator, that's the that's the main thing that stops us from putting out so much content because we can watch it as as we're editing like for you like as you're editing it editing it or when i'm mixing it 
like mixing a song, that's when we're in our heads the most. Like, oh, I don't think people are going to like it. And then you scratch it and you don't want to put it out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, you never know what it's going to do. So you might as well just put it out. Just put it you out. Know? I think, Dan, that's a that's a great lesson, honestly, because it's so crazy, bro. Like, yeah. it's so crazy. I think we're just in our heads too much. For sure, that's what I that's what I think about a lot is like getting in your own way. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times is what because I think there's a lot of people out there with like that are very talented and like very smart or knowledgeable or very just um they're good at specific thing, but for whatever reason, like they just you get in your way a lot of the times. Right. And th- I guess that's why it's important to have people around you that right are kind of giving you a different perspective like i think that's so dope how you have uh, like your people around you that tell you like mm-hmm. this isn't it or this is fire like you need to put that shit out like yeah because you need those people like a lot of people think like you're gonna do it like you can do this by yourself sometimes but no it really just t- does take a no yeah time. exactly 100 percent, bro like i preach that all the time i will i will not ever say i've done this on my own i have my boys behind me and they're like they're basically my team they they do everything with me yeah and i and i love it and i and i go to them for everything before I, before i put anything out like yo is this cool like you you like this if you don't then cool i'm not gonna post it and i'm yeah. comfortable enough with them at that point to know you know like they'll tell me the truth mm-hmm. so that that's that's the cool part but yeah yeah man it's, for sure maybe the first like one of the first episodes i did maybe like two of them bro I fucking lost, uh, like, I thought it was recording, and it wasn't. And it wasn't? Oh, so you had no audio. Bro, so one of the times I didn't have the fucking, um, so I, tra- I thought I transferred the footage, but something happened where it didn't transfer, so I lost the the footage to it, but I had the good audio, so I still put it out. Oh, okay. Because the audio is big. Like, for a podcast, like, if you have the audio, like, you can yeah, make you it could, by. Yeah, you can still put it out. Um, but one of the times I had the fucking camera, the the uh, footage, but I didn't have the audio, and that one I just had to scratch, oh. bro. And... I'm scarred, bro. So, like, if you see me, like, constantly looking. Nah, like, yeah. I mean, nah. Like, I would be the same way, bro. Yeah. I'd be the same exact way. Yeah. That's like, cool, though. Mm-hmm. This is cool, bro. This is... I have to give you your flowers, bro. I so you have bro. a great setup, and this is really cool. I appreciate it, bro. Well, honestly, like, it, it, was, it was... This might be the first thing I've ever, like, kind of... Um, you know, like, you get a room, and you set shit up, and, like, you just... This right. might be the first time, like, I ever actually set something up like this, and, like... I'm I'm kind of glad the way it turned out because I I didn't think I had an eye for this type of stuff, but it's it a just, whole vibe, bro. Yeah. It's a whole vibe, and you know what's crazy? Like all your all your clips that you post, they're so TikTok viral worthy, bro. <laughs> so TikTok viral worthy because like all the other like podcast videos you see on TikTok, they look exactly like yours. Like it's 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 in the spectrum, bro. Yeah. So it works out. So it's yeah. super cool. Yeah, I'm just honestly like that's um like end of the day like. I do it because I love it, but at the same time, I'd be lying to you if I didn't want to, like, like you said, grow it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'm doing it, I'm like, all right, what, every time I'm putting something out, I'm like, all right, what did I do on this one that was good? And, like, why did this one get more views than this one? So, like, mm-hmm. right now, I'm just in the process of, like, trying to figure out what it is. And it could just be, bro, that, like, I really just need to keep posting and then yeah. eventually it's going to, but. You see, but that's when we, that's where we get into our own heads. Yeah. Where we, we're overthinking so much, where it's really not that hard, bro. We, we just always got to push content, always just got to put something out all the time. But in our heads, we're like, fuck, like, I don't want to post that because it's too much or yeah. like, or it's not enough. We're just in our two heads and we, and we don't put it out. And that's what screws us over. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't know how to explain it. It's just a weird way of thinking. I don't know how to explain that, man. Nah, for sure. I, and 
I think I got to the point, like, because I think early on it was a little bit um, harder to, like, just continue to post and post. Cause, but now I think I finally hit a point where, like, I'm just doing it because, like, I think I've hit the momentum where I'm just like, all right, just this is right. what I got to do. I'm just doing it. Even if it's this one's probably not even get a K, like a thousand views, but fuck it. Like, I know, like, I just got to keep you, you have doing to do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, at some certain point, you have to realize, like, I just I have to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. It might not get the love that I'm expecting or that I want, but yeah, we have to do it at that point. And how, how do you how do you deal with that? Like, because I mean, early on, you said, like, when you put out even your first ever rap song, like you kind of like were like oh like fuck fuck what you guys think like i really don't like yeah it wasn't that big of a deal do, right. you, do you still carry that with you or is that a, a, a point of like you don't you try not to pay too much attention to what other people are are saying i i try to really not pay attention to um what people well not that i try to not pay attention to the negative mm-hmm. aspect of it I always try to pay attention to the positive. Because is there? I mean, there is negative, of course. I'm oh sure hell yeah, bro! I oh my god, bro! Yeah. Like, I don't post the negative shit. I always post just like all the love. But bro, yeah. there's so much negative in my in my like request DMs. Like when I post stuff, I'll get so much hate, and they're like, "You sound basic. You sound like a generated uh, artist that we already know, or somebody like that." Just so much like that's crazy. So much. There's a lot of hate, bro. Yeah. But I mean. What I love to always say, I forgot who had told me, but I'm sure everyone rolls with that. Um, they say, what is it? If you're if you're not getting hate and you're not doing something right. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same. Like, yeah. I've heard that. Like sure. if you're not getting no hate, then you're obviously not doing something right. You can get all the love you want, but if nobody's hating on you, then there's no reason mm-hmm. to there's you're not doing something right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean now I, I really try to not dwell on the on the negative stuff i don't i i really try to not look at my own numbers Mm -hmm. i don't like to look at my numbers because one like i said with summer love one song could go crazy on streams and then the song that i wanted the most to blow up has the like the less amount of streams that i've that i've ever had you know so i really try to look away from the numbers and everything like that and i've I've been pretty good on that i've been pretty consistent on that so Mm -hmm. That can help a lot for sure. It really could. Yeah. It, it's good. I mean, it's good to look here and there for growth, like as an artist or as a creator. Like, it's good to look so you see, like, okay, I just got to keep doing it, mm-hmm. like, for motivation purposes. But I really just try to stay away from anything negative or anything where I know, where I know it's going to be like, ah, like, it's going to bring me down. So I really just keep away from that and I stay I stick with the positive yeah. stuff yeah and that kind of helps you stay like true to like who you are and exactly. what you're doing yeah cause I, I'd be like cause don't get me wrong but like I see certain shit like I see certain trends and me and my homie go back and forth this all the time cause he he helps me a lot with the pod and stuff and mm-hmm. um but we like I see these trends and I'm like alright like I could talk about these certain things where like I'm sure it'd get a lot of eyes and but like I don't know bro I I I just I want to, I just want to stay, I know if I stay consistent in my own lane, like, I'm going to get an audience where they actually genuinely, like, Mm -hmm. fuck with that, as opposed to just kind of doing what's hot. Like, I'm sure I can, like, it will help, but at the same time, like, something inside me is just like, no, just stay true to what you're doing, and, like, it's going to, 
So, I mean, I could be wrong, bro, but, I mean, at the same time, it's just No, like, I think, and I, I agree with you, like, as long as you stay true to yourself and you stay genuine to who you are as a person, as the reason, like, for the reason why you first started it, mm. I feel like that takes you way more of a long way than hopping on trends and trying to go viral and just trying to make it but you're stepping out of your own way like you're stepping out of your own comfort zone that you didn't want to step out of Mm -hmm. you know i'm you know what i mean so like as long as you stay true to yourself and you're very genuine about your work i feel like that's going to take you a longer way in the long run for sure you know yeah that's the right the key right the long run like it'll be it won't be as a I guess that's what that's what it is, bro. I just I'm thinking long term with a lot of this shit. Yeah, like, exactly. what's gonna be more sustainable? And like, um, even if I d- would put out like a, a clip goes viral, like from one day to the next, people kind of forget about it. Like, yeah. it's just you don't you don't remember the last clip that you saw that went viral. Maybe, but like last week, you definitely don't remember. Yeah, what, exactly. What you saw that was it, viral. it probably lasts like what. 48 hours if not three days yeah and then after people are already onto the next viral thing for sure you know so so if you can if you can get to a place where like you're making almost like timeless things where like people can go back and like it doesn't matter where or when they go back to it but it's just like oh when i made this like it still resonates with people right now exactly exactly and that's i think that's the main goal you know Mm -hmm. rather than just being a viral hit and then being forgotten the next day yeah yeah man for sure and so like when you're um when you're making the a song and like your process are you do you listen to do you have the beat already or are you um just writing and then you take that uh, what you wrote and then try to apply that so usually like the process when i'm recording a song um i'll be listening to to a, a bunch of different beats at the same time i don't i don't go in with a beat that i already like because i always felt this way and i don't know why every time i go to record or every time I go in to make a song, I hate going in having a a plan mm-hmm. because plans never work out the way you want it to in your head. It's something always changes, something always happens, or something just doesn't work right the way you want it to work. So I always have this mindset to go in and record and just listen to to beats. And right when I'm there and when I'm about to record and I find a beat that I like, and I'm already like humming or like I already have like this dope um, hook idea or like a, a really cool cadence. Then I'll be like, OK, I'm going to load that beat up mm-hmm. and I'm going to figure it out. We load the beat. I'll load the beat up. And then, bro, it'll be a bunch of like nonsense humming mm-hmm. over the beat. I'm just trying to find like the right cadence and the right beat. And once I find that, then I'm like, OK. I'll hum the whole song. I have no lyrics to it. I'll hum it throughout the whole the whole beat. I'll hum it. I'll hum a bunch of cadences that I think is catchy. And then I'll go back. And then I'll cut it piece by piece from beginning to end. Hook, verse, verse two, hook again. Once I find that, then I'll start writing into it. And that's when I start thinking like, okay, what's relatable? What can be catchy when this hits right there what can be catchy what are people going to be like oh yeah like i've been through that or like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's catchy that's, that's cool so dope so that, that that intrigues me the most bro like just um everybody's creative process like that everyone's so different interesting everyone's so yeah. different so but yeah and is that one is that like one single studio session or like is that over you do that like for one song are you doing that like over a few days or how does that work it'll it'll take me a, a, like if i'm really if i'm 
in a really good headspace and I'm really in the zone, I could finish a song in a in a day. But it's it's most of the time it's never really like that. Yeah. It'll take me a couple. It'll take me a couple of days, like three or four days to finish. And how song. long does a, a studio session usually like last? For the well, it so 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 it depends. You can you can record when you're recording at a studio. I love recording at a studio, like an actual studio. But it's just like you're paying by the hour so oh, in the back of your head you're like yo i gotta haul ass and i gotta yeah. i gotta finish this oh so what where are you doing this at most of the time like you have your own place at your house so like most something? of the most of the time i'm i have a studio set up at home okay and i actually feel very much comfortable recording at home but at the same time i feel very much comfortable and i love recording at a studio mm. so whenever i have the money or the opportunity to go to studio i'll go and i'll record at a studio but most of the time, like I have these ideas and I'm listening to beats, I'm at home and I have my setup there, which is way better than like the eBay mic that I bought the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it upgraded a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I have that set up there just because I knew like every time I'm listening to beats, I'm at home. I'm listening to beats. And if it strikes like an idea, I want I want to record it right away before I forget it. So I'll go to I'll go to my my studio at home and I'll and I'll record it. Yeah. And that's where it mostly happens at, bro. That's where I learned how to do everything. Yeah. And are you isolated most of the time when you're doing this? Or you have can you have people around you when you're making I don't stuff? I don't mind having people around me, but I know it's kind of almost a distraction yeah. in a way. I have um most of the time I'm by myself recording and I'll finish it. But there's some times where I do have um one of my homeboys there who's his his name's Luxy. He's really he's really good at writing. He's such a great writer. And sometimes I'll have like writer's block and he'll give me like ideas to where I can okay, I like that idea. Let me let me write something about that idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he'll put in like his his ideas and we'll work together. But other than that, it's mostly just me by myself. When I'm at the studio, like an actual studio, there'll be people there. Yeah, for sure. And who makes your your beats most of the time do you have different people or like you so some i have some beats that are made by certain uh producers that i've met but a lot of my stuff bro is from is from youtube really there's some yeah there's oh, some this, i bet there's, there's some, some great beats and some like sleepers on yeah. youtube and they're not it's not like it's a it's not like it's an automated beat or like made by a robot it's yeah. an actual dude that's in his room making a beat and he's an actual producer and he puts it up mm-hmm. just so people and artists can work work on it which is do you have to hit him up to do like you have to it? um you don't have to hit him up personally but they have like a link to where they sell their beats oh okay yeah i've seen and, that yeah. and you have to you have to buy their beats mm-hmm. in order to use it to get their rights yeah so when when you when you buy a beat off online once you buy it they send you an email with uh the formats that you need and then they'll send you the rights, mm-hmm. like a like a little PDF file of all the rights that you need for that beat. Oh, okay, okay. So that's what they do. Yeah, but it's cool, bro. Like, I mean, people sleep on YouTube beats. I don't know why. Yeah, but I uh, like it. I've heard some great shit on YouTube. Bro, I've learned everything from YouTube, <laughs> literally. Anything and everything. Yeah. Uh, are Are you full time right now? Like, as an artist? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm full time right now. This is this is my full-time job right now yeah and so what were you doing so when you when did you first like start taking this like all right 
I'm going to do this seriously. Like right. maybe even before you went full time, but like when you were like, uh, maybe you had another job or, but you were like, all right, I want to do this like full time at some point. So the job that I had, um, before I started taking music full time was, uh, I worked at UPS. I was at UPS for about like four and a half to five years. That's some good money at UPS. Too, it's a, it's yeah. a great job. Yeah. It's a great job. I, I, I loved it. Um, I was putting music out at the time when I was at UPS and I had a bunch of my coworkers on Instagram and on my social media. So when I would post my music, they would slide up my coworkers or like the next day I go to work, they'd be like, yo, like this shit's actually good, bro. Like what the fuck? Or yeah. like my supervisors at the time, super cool. Like, did you tell people you made music or you just like, I never told people that I made yeah. music. I never told people, but just because like I had them on Instagram, yeah, the word would get out and they'll just say something. Mm-hmm. So there was, I remember like working all the time at UPS, like in the trailers and supervisors, they had speakers. They could, they would take their speakers and they would play music for their employees and everything. There was this time where I had like one of my homies was a supervisor and he was just always like as a joke, but he was always just playing my music as I was working and everyone was just listening to it. <laughs> and like my like fellow coworkers at the time, they'd be like, yo, this is you? and i'm like yeah and they're like this is actually really good bro and then um during the during that time when i was at when i was working at ups that's when i had put out um east side stories too Mm -hmm. that was that was during the last year that i was there i put out east side stories and east side stories really changed a lot for me it changed literally everything for me that was the first project that was the first music where I was getting paid off of streams. So once uh, East Side Story started doing like this snowball effect and people were finally starting to listen to me, that was the one project that literally changed everything, bro. Like I really had no listeners. I was dropping on SoundCloud. That was the first project, all of my body of work, I put on like all streaming platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when I got a lot of support from, like, the city and everything. And that's when, like, my stream started rolling in. And that's when Summer Love went crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. for, like, no reason. <laughs> and uh, when, when you saw it, like, going up, you're like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, yo, like, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I don't know what was going on. And with um, the distribution company that I go with for my music, they allow me to keep 100% of my royalties. So, like, I can keep... Um, all the money I make off of streams, it comes 100% to me. Like, they don't keep a percentage of that. They Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, I think it takes, like, a month and a half, a month to a month and a half to get a check from your music streams. The check I got from Eastside Stories, I was like, yo, I make I make the same amount that I do, like, if as if I was working. Wow. So, I was like, why not do this full time? Why not put my all into it right now while I'm young and see where it goes rather than waste my time and not really go, like, you know, full throttle on it. So, once I saw that, I showed my pops. (laughs) I was like, look, this is what I'm making. This This is my last check from UPS. This is what I'm making from the music. And for my dad to tell me, my dad's an old head. My my parents are a little bit on the older side. Old so, Hispanic parents. Yeah, yeah, literally. You know, you know them. They're like, ah, like you know, like it's I a mean, it's it's a one in a million yeah. chance to be making anything. So yeah. I, once I showed my pops that, and my dad was like, he's like, you know what? 
try it out. Just see where it goes. So once he gave me like the okay, cool. I was like, you know what, UPS, I love y'all. I love it. I will go back if I'm ever struggling in my life again. Here's my two weeks, but I need to do this now. I I need to go all in right now. Yeah. So that's when I started um, doing music full time. Yeah. Damn. And did were you excited, nervous? Because I mean, that's a big. No, nah, I was. I was nervous. I was scared, bro. Yeah. I'm. I'm still scared because yeah. like sometimes like. Bro, I'm not making like huge, like you know, like it's 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 a paycheck to paycheck sure. living, you know. Yeah. Like I'm still like I still have bills to pay. I have my like my car, everything. I have bills and everything like that. And I like towards the end of the month, I'm like, uh, I need some, I need some extra money. So yeah, I mean, like it's not all like rainbows right now, but you know, I'm still like I'm still chasing my dream, and I'm going full throttle at it right now. Might as well do it now, you know. Yeah. So But I, I mean, like. I'm not 100% confident. I'm always I'm always iffy. I'm always nervous. For sure. But at the same time like what I always try to think about is like that it's definitely a risk, but at the same time like we're we're so young to we're like even if hypothetically you did do this and like um like for whatever reason it didn't work out like people think like you like you're just gonna hit like i know you just go back to what you were doing before if it's really like that bad you yeah know? so like it is a risk but at the end of the day i think we we kind of think a lot of like a lot of, too much about it to where like mm-hmm. it, it ends up um stopping us from actually doing what we want to do but in reality like like for example moving to another city yeah people think that's like a big risk right if you don't if it doesn't work out you can always you can always back, just you know? come back home yeah so it's just like i think it's so dope that you were willing to take that leap because i mean a lot of people don't so Mm -hmm. i think it's big i just think it's like well i mean thank you first of all but i just think it's like i said like i'm i'm young i wouldn't want to do it when i'm a little bit older and i have kids yeah and and i need to figure out like i really need to make like i need a a lifestyle i need to make do something to make a living off of something you know so i might as well just do it right now when i know I can if if it goes to shit, I can bounce back and do go back to what I need to do, you know. Yeah. So I might as well take the risk now than, or never take it at all. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure, like for me, like, I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't have a plan B, but at the same time, it's like I know I want to do this. I'm no, sure yeah, you're the same way. No, I'm yeah, like, you exactly. don't have a plan B. I mean, like, I, I, like, I have a I have a plan B. Yeah. I have a plan B, C, C D, yeah. everything, but why not take the risk you know like why not you never know you really never know for sure yeah bro i don't know it's it's cool at the same time but it's nerve-wracking at the same time yeah but it's fulfilling it is yeah it is there's always there's ups and downs you know Mm -hmm. but yeah you're right there is always (laughs) it it, it is fulfilling yeah when you when you perform for the first time when you get your first like your first gig like that that's actually a crazy story i so I was always into making music and putting music out, but I was always the type of dude who was like, there's no way I can get on a stage and perform. There's no way I could do that. In my head, I was like, I'm going to get so nervous. I'm not going to be able to get up there and sing, let al- like literally let alone sing. I couldn't, in high school, I couldn't even, I would call, I would call sick days on days when I had to say a speech in speech class. Oh, shit. <laughs> or like do when I knew I had a presentation to do like in social studies or like in English, the next day I would call in sick or I would tell my teacher I don't feel good I don't want to do this presentation because I would get that nervous I would get anxiety. 
so it was weird dude like i do i'm I'm making music and i'm putting it out but in my head i was like i'm never gonna be able to like perform i'm gonna freak the fuck out but no bro it was crazy so the first opportunity i had to have a show here was right after i put out east side stories and uh, my boy louis shout out louis he's um he's he's he runs all of madhouse Mm -hmm. everything like that he had reached out to me and asked if i wanted to do a show for the for the project because it was getting so much love like why not you know like do something for the city cool at that time uh homeboy was sister esther's Mm. at that time and um he was like we can we can put a stage out there on the patio area of sister esther's and you can get a DJ and you can perform the perform your songs and do a show. And just like just because like I was new friends with, with him and he was trying to help me out, I was just like, Yeah, like let's do it, whatever. Let's do it. Cool, cool. Not thinking it was actually gonna happen or like we were really gonna really do it. Yeah. And then that following week he was like, Yo, I'm getting a flyer made, getting ready for you, we're getting tickets ready to go on sale and everything, and all this. And I was like, Oh, shit like we're about to really do this like we're about to really do my first show ever i was freaking out in my own head i was like oh my god there's no way i'm gonna be able to do this and then so yeah bro i remember the only motivation i had to do that show was the tickets getting sold like they were selling my my main concern was like Ah, we're gonna post this flyer and we're gonna put tickets out nobody's gonna buy it bro (laughs) tickets were like people were buying tickets to come and see me yeah and so in my head i was like okay they're buying tickets they want to come and watch me perform because they want to hear my music is the pressure rising at it was (laughs) oh my god bro like my anxiety that whole like month before the show was intense crazy intense i wasn't able to sleep well that whole month we were running um that was my first time running like rehearsals too and we didn't have like a real rehearsal stage i would we would go to louis house we would go to his room he had a big room and um my boy winkle baddie was a dj for that for that show and he would pull up to louis house i would pull up to louis house and we would just literally have rehearsals in his room and that's all we were doing and then yeah the show the show time came and that's where and that's where i give flowers to all my to all my boys because they made it feel like a a real big show day um nick was like yo let's let's get a hotel room downtown let's let's have a pregame let's have a dinner with everybody we'll have a dinner we'll go to the room we'll have a couple drinks and then when it's show time i had we had openers for my first show too oh full circle moment remember i told you about miles angel yeah miles angel opened up what? for me for that's the show so for my sick. first show ever that's sick so that was a full circle moment that yeah. felt great um they were opening up they were doing their thing we were at the hotel literally like 15 minutes before showtime that i had to go we left the hotel they made like a, a backstage green room for me at chino chido damn they like they blocked half the club off and they put these black drapes and it was just me and the guys in the back. And we were just chilling there. So there's before. a back entrance between... There's a back Ocean. entrance for Homeboy now and Chino Chido. Oh, okay, okay. They have a back entrance for each other. Yeah. So they made like this backstage area for us at Chino. And when there was showtime for me to go, that's when they told me it was time to go. So we were going through the back area to get to... Hold up. Like, like is your heart fucking... Bro, racing? I was freaking the fuck out, bro. <laughs> I was freaking out. 
And um, and uh, but are you showing it or are you just like? <laughs> nah, I'm not showing it. Yeah. I'm not showing it because if I show it, everyone else is gonna freak out. Yeah. Or they're gonna be like, "Oh, nah, he's freaking out. Mm-hmm. It's about to be like a shit show." <laughs> I can't. I couldn't show that, right? Yeah, no, for sure. But what's crazy is like, um, my boy Adrian, he was the one helping me. I had. Bro, I'm telling you, for my first show, we went all out. I had my in-ears to where I can hear myself when I was performing. I had the music in my ears and the monitor. So my boy, Adrian, was helping me. He was putting me my in-ears and everything. And he was hyping me up. He's like my hype man. He's like, he's like, you got this. Everybody's here for you and everything like that. And then right when it was time to go, to go perform, it's so crazy, bro. I hear my music playing. The song hits. I get on the stage, bro. My adrenaline takes completely over. And I have the best time of my life. I was not nervous. I was not, I wasn't having like an anxiety attack. I wasn't having a panic attack. I remember my my main fear was forgetting my own lyrics. But I remember my lyrics. And I just have, now when I go perform, bro, I have fun every single time on that stage. And it's so crazy to me. Because back to what I was telling you, I couldn't even like present a presentation in school. But now when I go on stage and perform, I think it's different though because I know they're there to watch me, yeah. you know, perform. They're there to watch, listen to my music. Yeah. But it, it's so crazy. My adrenaline just takes completely over. And I Not have even the like, most fun. That's so crazy. I can't even imagine, like, the adrenaline when it comes to doing something like that. Um, cause, but are you, do you even see the crowd? Or are you just kind of, like, just zone the fuck out? Like, I, I zone the fuck out for the first, like, three songs Mm -hmm. first three songs i'm just like okay i need to make sure i'm singing this shit right and people are fucking with it and i don't forget my lyrics after that and i feel like people are are there for me and they're actually vibing to like my set that's when i'm like that's when i start noticing people i'm like oh like you're here you're here like i know like i i I see people that i know and like i'll remember them being there you know so yeah after after that show was that last year 2022 2021 i might say late 2021 it was like a year and a half ago okay um but yeah that was my first show after that bro i was like yo let's just get these shows running let's do it like i'm cool with it then i had my next show which was uh at lowbrow palace Oh, okay yeah and that was that was a bigger that was even a bigger show than the one i had previous to that and that was cool. That was even like way more like bougie and shit. But it was cool. Like it's it's a great experience as a, as a local artist to feel like, oh, okay, yeah, I have a show today. I'm I'm gonna go to the green room with my friends and we're gonna pregame there for a little bit, and then I'm gonna go on stage and perform. And then when I had my second show, that one at Lowbrow, we had a whole after party for me at at Chino when Chino wow. was popping. It was this whole thing, but like it's yeah. super cool, you know. It's super fun and it, it it feels good at the end of the night. Yeah. So I think it's so dope how you have a like just per, being a performer around like people you know and like people come and support you. Like I'm glad you you gotten the support from like it's the, cool, bro. It, I, it feels good to have that support, you know, yeah. rather than nobody supporting you. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, bro. And then how many shows have you done since then? I've I've done that one. I did my first one. Then I did lowbrow. And then I did... Oh, you did uh, Brightside, too. I did do Brightside. Yeah. Brightside was cool. Oh, Brightside was probably the worst show that I had. Really? Yeah, just because... Not... It wasn't on... Um, it wasn't on me. We had a lot of uh, technical difficulties. Oh, shit. So, I literally had... I had a 45-minute set, right? But I was only able to perform 10 minutes of it. 
because of all the problems. Ten having. minutes. Yeah, man. That's like two songs. Yeah. Two, no, literally, three. like okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, that's a it's a crazy story. That day, um, of Brightside, we had sound check earlier before the whole before the festival was open. Artists would go for sound check. We had sound check. Everything was clicking. Everything was good. The sound was great. Everything was good. We were ready to go. So whatever. We leave sound check. We go to Nick's house. That's the part where that's where everybody goes to pregame and everything. Mm-hmm. We go there, have a good time, have a little pregame. Everybody leaves to Brightside. We get there. Uh, my my boy three. He was my DJ at that time. He goes on stage. He's setting up. And then I'm backstage getting ready to go on. Nick Nick is always in the mix. So he's going up to the DJ. He's trying to see if everything's good. He's, He'll, your, ma- he's your manager. Yeah, he's, yeah. My, he's my manager right now. Mm-hmm. So he's the one. Every, every single show, he's, he's been the one to go get like the green light from on stage and then he'll bring the he'll bring the mic to me backstage he's mm-hmm. like let's go it's time to, it's show time so that's what we'll do this time at bright side he's going back and forth but he's not bringing the mic and my set time's already going so i'm i'm just back there i'm backstage bro like i'm just there with the guys too like with with my other homies but nick's just he's pacing he's stressing he's like (laughs) he comes back to me he comes back he's like yo we're having a lot of problems like i don't know what's going on but we're gonna figure it out whatever so he's going back and forth and he's doing this he was like auto-tune's not working right now he's like you might have to go raw like perform raw i'm like cool like bro fuck it like i'm out of my first festival ever i don't care let's do it then we're we're having problems with sound something like with sound like I forgot what it was, but we're just having so much problems, bro. So the last 15, like, last 15 minutes, he comes with the mic. He's like, bro, he's like, you're going to have time for like th- two, three songs max. Don't talk in between. Introduce yourself, but don't make it as long as a speech as you wanted it to. Like we had, we had so many rehearsals for this performance, bro, for Brightside. And we had to cut it literally Damn. 99% short. Yeah. So that was probably the worst show that I've had. But I still made what I, I still had to do what I had to do and, you know, still made it out of it what it was. Yeah. And it was still fun. It's a, an experience. It was my first festival. But, yeah, I mean, it's not always, like, going to be a great show. But that was my, the last show that I had and we had, like, all those problems. But it was still fun. It was still, like, a memory, you know. Yeah. It was sure. cool. I'm trying to think of other shows I've had. So it's been, a, it's been a, quite a few then. For, yeah, yeah, I have I have a couple under my. Yeah, I definitely want to under my belt. Want to check one out, bro? That'd be sick. I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to do one um, soon, but I want to make it very. Um, I don't want to just get a venue, and then just perform like sell tickets and just perform. I don't want to do that. I want to make it very personal. Like I want to. I don't know where. I don't know how, but I have this idea where. I want to go somewhere where it's very close and intimate, mm-hmm. closed off. And like it's just like a, like a couch, and I'm there, with like a like a live band, like a live performance of my music, and I'm just there on the couch, and people are are like on beanbags, and they're just like chilling there, you know, everyone's just chilling. I maybe have like a like a glass of wine or something, like just, but I'm there performing my music in that way, yeah, rather than just like pressing play at a venue and just doing that, you know. So I I definitely have ideas, and I definitely want to do another show. I want to do plenty of shows, but. Sooner or later, yeah. I want to do something, and you you have to pop out, bro. Sure, it's fun, bro. bro. It's always a good time. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be sick. Yeah, bro. Are you a Cowboys fan? I am, bro. 
Shit. Hell yeah. I don't even know what to think. That shit more right toxic now. than a toxic relationship. <laughs> I don't even know what to think right now, bro. It's like Yeah. There's, there's weeks where I'm like, bro, we could win this shit, and then there's weeks where I'm like, bro, what the fuck is Like that? this past week. This past week, well, I mean we played the Giants, but Bro, but even just like like we, it's not like we just beat them. Like we were fucking dominating. We were shitting on those we dudes. Always, like, we whooped their ass, yeah. bro. But then we, but then we play a good team like the Eagles, and, and we just can't we capitalize. C- we we could have won that shit, bro. Like, we could have, bro. We had everything handed to us. All the flags that we had at the at the last second. Oh my god, we had the we had the best chance of scoring to win that game, and nothing fucking happened. And that, that's the thing. Like I always joke with my brother, bro. It's like. It always ends in a Cowboys fashion. Like, you can... It's like... That ending was so, like, Cowboys. It's so Cowboys. Like, like No other team's gonna do that shit. No, it's just such a fucking... Le- like, they bring your expectations <laughs> up and then fucking let you down, bro. I think right now it's just, like, put Cowboys in the red zone, you're fucked. Like, no disrespect to people who, like the, who are Giants fans, but just, like... It's just not a it's not a real competition for it. For we always I feel like we always shit on the Giants. We always do. Remember the first game? What was it? Forty to nothing? Forty yeah. something to nothing? <laughs> and then this one was forty something to nineteen or something. Yeah. Have you been to a game? Yeah, I've been to a lot, bro. So we, we always try to make it with my family, we try to make it a tradition. Either Thanksgiving or Christmas, we'll go to the game. Sick. Um I think it's this is the first year we we don't go. Yeah. But um, it's so dope. Like it's lies, so dope. Bro. It's so, bro. What's so crazy, and I still don't understand why. It might just be like the elevation, or just because like all the ele- like all the energy in the stadium. I'm I'm faded off of like two Miller Lights at the stadium, bro. <laughs> it's just the fucking energy. Two bro. two beers. I'm yeah. drunk. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm over it. Nah, I've been I've been a few times, bro, to that stadium and like to oh, AT and T Stadium. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so lit, bro. Like we get the, I like getting the party passes, like the standing room. Oh yeah, that's what we do when you have to run in. Yes, bro. See, you see, that's like I've had seats before, but it's not the same. I prefer the standing room, bro, because you just vibe out with the the crowd and like you still watch the game, but you don't have to get up out your seat to go get a drink. Like exactly, just, it's like a party, honestly. Yeah, that's that's how we are too. Me and my family, like we'll get um we'll get the the standing tickets, but. I don't know if every other stadium does this, but with at AT and T Stadium for the Cowboys, you have to get there early to the doors because when you get standing tickets, it's like free for it's all. free for yeah. all. Wherever you get is your spot. And are y'all trying to so y'all they, get there early? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's me and all my cousins from my dad's side. We'll, we'll get there. We'll have the tickets. And once they open the door, we're best believe me and my yeah, family are friends. first in that door. Yeah, we're going. Everyone's just running, and we and we get good spots all the time. Last last game I went to was uh. It was they played against the Raiders at at Cowboy Stadium. That was the most rowdiest game I've ever. Oh, been bro, to that. I'm sure the Raiders fans showed up. Cowboy there too. Cowboy fans and Raiders fans they don't mix well in one nah, in one building. It was crazy, but it's such a great energy. And like I said, bro, I was faded off of two beers for no reason. No, nah, yeah, for sure. And so you you grew up. Uh, I mean, you're from El Paso. You grew up here. Yeah, born and raised here, bro. Yeah, born and raised here. Are you born and raised here? Yeah. I, uh, I lived in Phoenix because I went to Arizona State, so I was there for... Oh, that's what's uh, up. I went to college there. But yeah, I, I've, I've lived here most of my life. So how would you describe El Paso to someone who's not from not here? Not from here? Like someone's coming to town and you're like, all right, like this is this is El Paso for you. Like, Damn. I think the first thing I would tell them, I'll be like, if you when you get here, just know once you meet one person, that's going to link you with... <laughs> Every fucking buddy else in this city, bro. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody. And that somebody knows another somebody. And that's how everybody knows everybody here. And I don't know if that's like, <laughs> I don't know if that's just like something 
that's just here in El Paso? I don't think it is. I feel like every city has that. But not to the extent that we do. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, like everybody just knows somebody it's here, weird, bro. bro. Like, it's just so crazy to me how, like, anywhere you go, like, you you even if you don't know someone personally you've seen them before you've, like yeah you, you know who they are it's like like who are you weird who do you know that i know yeah because you look so familiar but i mean it's not a bad thing but that's the first yeah it's it's i don't think it's a bad thing either like it's cool you know like i mean it, it's that's just how el paso is that's the first thing i would tell them you meet one person just meet one person you'll you'll know plenty of anybody sure. here you'll know anybody um i don't know what else i would tell them i mean i love this city i don't have anything bad to say about this city i mean i mean it's there there's a pros and cons about knowing everybody or somebody knowing <laughs> anyone but, yeah for sure but there's other some than cons that, for sure yeah, yeah other than <laughs> that i think it's like a great city everyone everyone's everyone's cool here there's a lot of different why well, i mean no there's just more like spanish and english other than that i don't know i don't know what i would tell people about the city bro. yeah it's unique for sure I it think. is it is it's it's weird because it's in a way it is big but it feels like like you said everybody knows each other yeah so it feels small in a way too but i think like anybody who usually comes to visit like i don't know if they want to live here but they always have a good time here so they do have a good time yeah that's another thing this city knows how to fucking drink what you go you go <laughs> who is it um i have a lot of friends that live in austin and when they bring their friends they they would live here in el paso but then they move to austin then they make friends from austin and they bring those friends here and they're like damn like y'all <laughs> really know how to drink no for sure and it's i don't know i don't know if that's a it's flex some, but <laughs> it's i think it's some mexican like roots bro mm. like because my family bro like and it's i'm sure you, you relate bro like, yeah my parents drink more than me, goddamn. Like, yeah, my, my no, parents, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like you go to you go to any family party, it's it's more booze than anything for sure. Yeah, even like a kids party, that's nah, what it is. Definitely. It's just pure, just pure getting yeah. lit with the family. Yeah. Nah, but yeah, I mean, I love this city, bro. Yeah. I, I've never, I've never been one to say like I'm leaving or I'm moving from here. Nah, mm-hmm. like I, I want to stay here. You know, yeah. I, I, I love El Paso. I love the city. Yeah. So if someone was visiting you where would you take them as far as like like you, first you're, you're gonna go get something to eat you're gonna go get a drink you're gonna go get lit like or even just just wherever like just give them the give them the el paso experience what are you gonna do in your eyes it, it, it could be from you like from your perspective in my eyes okay i mean i could be really basic and not even basic. it's not okay i'm not anybody they're not who, even from here so it's not basic bro like okay you're right you're right yeah. okay cool then i would have to definitely take them to chico's okay yeah definitely take sure. them to chico's um after that i would i would definitely take them downtown take them to like san jacinto around that area take them to a little like bars and places that are around there downtown is so i don't know why downtown is so slept on dude it is downtown has so many dope places that people don't even really know about there's Mm -hmm. so like so many like hole in the walls that i would love to take somebody that's from out of town there for sure take them there especially right now during the holiday season it's it's it's, it's different nice, it's yeah. it's always like lit up and everything like that so yeah take them to go eat take them she goes real quick mm-hmm. tell them to get a single a double <laughs> if they're feeling crazy and then go downtown show them all that show them the little hole in the wall spots um if they're all about partying then you know you got to take them to the to the west side yeah to the, for sure take them there 
say how they like it. And I mean, I think that's all you got to do to bring somebody, to give the El Paso to bring somebody in for yeah. the El Paso experience. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd probably add like a maybe scenic because I think scenic's pretty dope. Okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Dang, I would have said that too. I just yeah. didn't think of it. Nah, scenic sure. is a good spot to show because they, a lot of people don't really have that anywhere. They don't I mean, have bro, a view have, like that. The mountains are fire, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. People people take that shit for granted. Like our city's literally built around this like fucking big ass mountain. You're right. I think it's beautiful, bro. It's sick. Way. Actually, yeah. that's really sick. Yeah. And you I could you could that. literally see like an entire different world in Juarez. Like, yeah. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. Damn. I didn't think of scenic. Yeah. It's no. Really yeah. Dope. Damn. I haven't. When's the last time you've been to scenic? Last time I've been to scenic. Shit. Probably like. It's been the last week. Nah, just like oh, I was like, damn. Well, I mean, you're on vibes, bro. It it was probably uh, like two two months ago, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's what's up. I haven't been to scenic in a while, bro. Yeah, it's it's it's. I might I might just go up there one of these days. Yeah, I used to go a lot all the time by myself, just because like it's it's really a vibe. Like you don't have to go with anybody, but or even hike like hiking. Have you go hiking? Yeah, I've been to. uh, Dang, what's the like the main hiking mountain that we have? Franklin. So there you go. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. Franklin Mountains. I, I did that a long time ago, though, like years back. But I haven't been hiking in a, in a while. Yeah. But I, I I remember doing that one. Yeah. There's some good I mean, old days. El Paso and food here is fucking really good. Oh, they like, have everything you want yeah. here. And yeah. they have really authentic Mexican. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You go you go anywhere else and you have Mexican food, it's so Tex-Mex. Yeah. Like, it's sure. just so like, oh, can't. <laughs> then you come back and you show them, you come back home and it's it's really like great. You yeah. can go to any any Mexican spot, like down the street, and it's For so sure. good. And so there's good. so many Mexican yeah. restaurants around here. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, Cometa is pretty, like, popular. Like, that's, Yeah, that's Cometa is popular. You ever been to, uh, there's this place that I always preach about. You ever been to La Malinche? Um, I've seen it. I haven't been there, though. That's an OG spot, bro. Yeah. That's an OG out. spot. What if you, you, if you clip there? this for one of the videos, <laughs> ask anybody who's been to La Malinche. You know what La Malinche is, man. It's, it's, a, it's like a, I just, I guess that I love it so much just because, like I said, my parents are, like, on the older side. Mm-hmm. And I've always been going there as a kid, like with my parents and my grandparents at the time. It's just like a very homey uh, Mexican restaurant type feel. Yeah, bring out the to- chips and to- like tostadas. And yeah, salsa literally. And, and like yeah. they're making like the homemade tortillas like right there behind yeah. the window. Like it's just really, it's a really cozy feeling. You yeah. feel like at home almost. They have breakfast there too. Yeah, they do serve breakfast oh, there too. Mexican breakfast is like. It's just so crazy. It's it's not amazing in breakfast if you don't have bean and cheese on the side. Oh, for sure, <laughs> literally, man. And then like they even have hash browns and bacon, but even that should taste different. It than tastes different, right? Yeah. Like it, it's not gonna taste like how you taste it at IHOP. No, or something for like sure, that. it's crazy. Yeah, that's funny, man. Bro, Mexican food, in my opinion, is like top, like top tier, bro. Like it might be the best food on this, like the t- best cuisine on this planet. Oh bro. yeah, for sure. There's just so many levels to it. Yeah, it's either yeah for sure Mexican food is number one for me. But then right behind it, biting its ass, is I don't know why I love um, Chinese food so much. Bro, I, I mean, any, like, not I'm a any, sucker but a, for Chinese Asian food. food to me is like, there's so many good. Yeah, there is. You like ramen? Have you ever had ramen? That's Japanese, but do you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like like the basic ramen? Nah, or like, like, like ramen. Like, like, uh, ramen, like, like gourmet ramen. Like I've never, had, you know, I've never had like a gourmet ramen or anything. What? I've only had like just like. I the, mean, the maruchan, right? The maruchan <laughs> and, the, and the square blocks that you, throw Damn, in the, that you throw in the pot. But um, no, I've never had like a, like a real, like good 
gourmet oh, ramen. Man. I want to. I've been wanting to for a while. Yeah. But there's some good spots, bro. There's, for, a, there's yeah. a lot of. I know there's a lot of good spots here yeah. that have good ramen. So what about Chinese? Like where you have some good Chinese spots? Here? This the, I have. There's my favorite spot, and it's so like people bashing me all the time. I don't know why. You ever had the Chinese food from the Chinese gourmet in the mall? Bro, mall Chinese is a shit. I've had that, yeah, for sure. It's, Dude, yeah. that's my favorite. I don't know why it's my favorite Chinese spot ever. I'll go there all the time just to get some Chinese food. I can't do Panda Express. No? I cannot do Panda I Express. I eat Panda, bro. like, way too... Actually, I need to stop, bro, because last time I got it, I was like, bro, I eat this too much. Bro. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat it, regardless. Yeah. Like, if, if we're going to Panda, I'll get it. Mm. But, like, if I want Chinese food, I'm not gonna... Yeah. That's not... That's my last resort. I'll go to... I'll go to Number one is Chinese gourmet at the mall. That's just pretty good. I love that. And then uh, there's this place called Quick Walk. I don't know if you've heard of it, bro. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. What's crazy is my my, uh, my grandma. She used to take us there like all the time when we really? were little, bro. And it's I haven't been there in so long, but I have childhood memories at Quick Walk. Bro. Quick Walk like, is so good, good, bro. They have that little like it's like a buffet, but then they have they have like, yeah, bro. Nah, yeah, that's Quick Walk is is goaded. I like don't get me wrong, like I really like to travel and experience mm-hmm. new spots but right i i've definitely el paso has definitely grown on me so much especially just meeting a lot of people here like yeah some really good people here and so many talented people here as well there's and, so much talent here bro mm-hmm. so much talent here it's crazy actually i don't i don't understand like i've always i've always said this too like i feel like el paso is the next la el paso is growing fast like super crazy the fact that there's traffic every single hour of the day now like you yeah. you're never gonna be unless it's like three in the morning yeah even then bro sometimes they close off the fucking exactly just like, but like no matter what yeah. now there's traffic no matter what like there is yeah. there is period of times where like okay from like two to four there's no traffic yeah now there is bro like there's traffic <laughs> all the time now it's growing bro it's growing but i, I don't know El Paso's home bro i feel like it's a very homey place yeah It'll anytime I, yeah anytime i leave and come back like it's always i love coming back so yeah yeah but yeah man are you uh are you single right now i am single yeah i want a girlfriend <laughs> i want a relationship <laughs> but i don't know man i feel like right now is the hor like the most horrible time to date yeah so I, i'm curious about that why why do you think because uh, I, I like talking about this topic actually yeah yeah, why do you think so? Why do you, do you think it's a generational thing that we're I I now? I 100% think it's a generational thing. I blame social media most part. Yeah. I blame 90 like 90% I blame social media. Just because I feel like it just brainwashes people now like and it's so easy it's so easy to cheat or do your your significant other wrong. So easy. And now there's so many things, simple little things that can start an argument for no reason. Well, it's not for, like, no reason, but there's a reason behind it. Yeah. But, like, it's so simple. Like, you can have a girlfriend or she can have a boyfriend. One of them, all it takes is a like on somebody's somebody else's story. Mm-hmm. And it starts a whole argument. You know what, I'm, you know nah, what I mean? Sure, like, yeah. there's just so many things because of social media that, that affects relationships. It's just not healthy. And I feel like right now nobody really has the right mindset of wanting to really be in love if that makes sense they see like these uh, these amazing influencer couples like on youtube or tiktok or instagram and they want that 
but they don't want like what really comes with it you know the work yeah they just want like the glitz and glamour and they yeah. like they just want to be that lovey-dovey couple that everyone wants to be but then they don't they don't see like the the trust issues that you have with somebody the arguments that you have with somebody like i've been there you know so so have you been in a long like long term yeah i've been in a long term yeah. issue before and um i mean i i I can agree with yeah the social media aspect is like for sure right there's Uh always there's always something that even if things are good like you can have you can be on good terms with like your significant other like you said bro it's just one little thing like it doesn't have to be anything big but like it's just yeah with social media it's like there's always something that kind of and that's the and that's the thing we check right away every single day when we wake up Mm mm-hmm and that's kind of I, I always think it's so scary that that's the first thing if if one day the government was just like everyone in the United States has to be off their phone Monday through Wednesday Thursday through the rest of the weekend you can have it but imagine if someone was just like imagine they were just like Monday through Wednesday all electronic devices are prohibited in the United States you know how crazy the whole world would go you know how crazy everybody would go if they didn't have their phones when they wake up the next day, the next morning on a Monday morning? They would go fucking insane if they didn't have it. Well, people, you would actually have to start thinking about your life. and you would. Like, they yeah. would have to be like, hey, mom and dad, what would y'all do before phones yeah. were out? You know, like that's that's the type of love that's so cool. Like I always ask my parents about that stuff. Like when there was no phones, there was no anything. My parents would tell me, they would always tell me, we didn't have anything to worry about. Like we would, we would. Go physically go over to your house, ask if we can take your daughter on a date, ask if it's okay if I can. Well, from a guy's perspective, my dad, he was always be like, I would go every single time to your mom's house, ask in person, face to face, if I can take your daughter on a date. It's, it was all about respect. It was all about showing um, that you respect your other person. Now it's so simple. You can you can just slide in, say some shit, or do whatever. Yeah. Everything's just changed about relationships, and do it's you, so crazy. Do you think that um, women nowadays um, actually appreciate that that old school type of mentality? And do you think they, or do you think it's something that they're used to, or like what 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 do you think is going through a woman's head when like she sees that when she? So I that? think you have girls that respect that and that want that that want the uh a gentleman like the gentleman side of a relationship they want that but then you have the other i'm not saying like i'm not bashing on girls like they can have whatever they want they like with it but they don't they don't really expect that you know they don't have like oh i want him to open the door for me or oh i want him to get me flowers or or i want him to ask i don't think it's a thing to ask a girl to I don't know if it is. I've been out the game for a minute, but like, I don't think it's a thing where they even asked to be like the guy even asked to be the girlfriend anymore. Like the guy asked the girl to be their girlfriend. No more. I think it's very rare. It's rare now, right? I've, most of the people I talk to that they're like something in committed relationship. It's something that they kind of just evolved into. It's not they. There was never a point where it was like right. Like they were just talking for a while and they oh like yeah. I mean, we're just we're, together. We're yeah. together now. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. So like. I feel like some girls do want all the the lovey-dovey and the gentleman aspect of it. And some girls are just, okay, yeah, I'm talking to this guy. And we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. Which is cool at that point, too. But, I mean, like, I'm definitely, like, on the side of, you know, I'm trying to be a gentleman. I'm trying yeah. to. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of hard, like, because 
I'm be honest, like I'm the I'm the type of dude where like I I'm gonna do that stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you have this whole like swath of people and like our generation where think like thinks that type of thing is like oh you're simping or like you're you're kind of like doing like yeah, they think you're it's doing soft. the most yeah doing kind of doing too much where it's like in back in the day like that's how you showed like that you were really into yeah, it yeah like you're this is you're a stand up dude who actually wants to take this somewhere and like yeah you know, i agree isn't that so crazy like damn like you could really just be trying to be a respectful man trying to show this girl that you respect her and that you want something with her but they might think it's corny as shit yeah and they're not with it at all yeah. they want you to be like like a nonchalant dude that doesn't really give a fuck and and it's i almost think about who cares less right exactly <laughs> like i don't understand like why they like nonchalant people and they just want like a dude that doesn't give a fuck yeah but i mean i don't know this generation is absolutely insane yeah but i i do think i think there's hope bro i think i i definitely think there is really like yeah. really good people out there it's just um like my homie the other day he was saying it's vulnerable like when people are vulnerable and like they kind of aren't compl- in the best place with themselves they're easily influenced by what they see and like right. what they see on social media and what they what they think is like elevating them or thinking that it's like helping them it's it's actually kind of just giving them like um it's not not the best advice in yeah. order to kind of build a like a sustainable something sustainable with right. someone it's it's I more short term it's more like um i don't know bro like i was listening to something the other day it was saying like we're kind of just taught to be single nowadays like we're we're n- nobody's really teaching you how to actually build something with someone it's more mm-hmm. like how, how do you um be successful on your own and everything like yeah that. which yeah. is good but at the same time like i definitely think it's a natural thing for us to have a companion be like yeah want somebody yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and don't get me wrong like um i definitely think everybody has their significant other somewhere Mm -hmm. and you got to find that person it's just it's just so much harder to find now just because of all the distractions that we have um options options easy access to everything yeah you can like i said back in the day you had to go to their house and tell this girl that you liked her. Now you can just find her Instagram and say what's up. And if they like it and you like it, there you go. You guys But are then there's like thirty other people that are kinda Exactly. Like. That's exactly my point. And then they got this close like the stories, bro. They got your close friends, bullshit all this, bro. Like there's there's just so much that goes it's into it. It's kinda crazy when you think about it like <laughs> it's so weird, bro, what we do on social media. Like it's actually an imaginary world if you think it about really it. Is. Like, if like you said if that were to happen were for whatever reason like the server shut down like and we couldn't get them back up for like months and shit like literally whatever happens on social media or whatever is happening on social media and whatever we do like we post on our stories none of that shit fucking exists like at e- all. even the followers at the end of the day like exactly the followers you have like it, it's nothing at, without the social media literally but, yeah that's what i'm saying like everything would just go to shit if <laughs> if Every, the service was just to go completely off yeah but i mean it is it, it is that's it's the world now you know we can't really do anything about it yeah i had a i had a it's gonna completely shift what we were talking about no, for sure but i have a question to ask you yeah do you are you a believer in manifestation manifestation i think uh do you believe in manifestation is i guess how would you question. how before i answer how would you 
describe and how would you define manifestation? I guess I don't want to add to it. So I guess just just manifestation is so like, do you believe in um, you saying to yourself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it this far. I'm going to have um, whatever uh, X, Y, Z. I'm going to have this. You saying that to yourself, like in front of a mirror every every day in the morning or you giving you yourself that mindset every day, like you're thinking positive like that. Do you believe in that? Mm-hmm. Like just by itself. Yeah. I think um, I definitely believe in an, the aspect of like me thinking to myself, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And this is w- where I see myself. This is what I envision for myself. And I believe in doing what it takes to get to that. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, it's so complicated because sometimes you don't even know exactly what you got to do to get to that position. It's mm-hmm. it's it's so much uh, trial and error, and so much like um, just so much just being in tune with um, who you are and um, what you're doing. But at the same time, I, I also like I've I don't really do it in the fact where like I don't I don't say to myself, I don't speak to myself, or like I don't look myself in the mirror and like. Or I don't, for the most part, sometimes I don't even write it down. It's just something that I hold within myself. Right, right. And even what I'm doing right now, bro, like I have this vision in my head and I envision it. But for the most part, I just try to, it's it's in the background. Right. And I'm just trying to do what I can right now to kind of like ensure that I give myself the best opportunity and best possibility to like make it to that point, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever that is, if that makes sense. But yeah, I get you 100% and I agree. I believe I'm... I believe big time in manifestation. I'm I'm big on manifesting what I want, but I'm not just there in my head saying, "Okay, I'm gonna manifest this and do that," without no work ethic towards it. You know what I mean? I believe in manifestation, but as well, if you're doing something to get to that point, for sure. I feel like I always I've always said this. I don't know why. I always feel like manifesting. And believing in yourself and working to that, I feel like that's the key to anything you really want to do. Because who who else is the who who the fuck else is gonna stop you? You know what I mean? So yeah, I just wanted to ask no, you to see, sure. I, see how you what you thought about it. I think that's I think it's powerful, bro. I, I don't I don't tend to. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's definitely manifesting mm-hmm. when you say it. I guess the way the way I've always looked at it is like whenever I have like a vision in my head of something that i want to attain i guess if i pinpoint what that is and i keep that constantly keep that in my head mm-hmm. it's like for whatever reason the universe or like if you believe in god god he he kind of you can be guided in certain ways or directions that's gonna kind of inch you closer to that path it's just you kind of have to pay attention to what that is like for whatever reason when you when you set your mind to something it's like you start to you're kind of presented with different things mm-hmm. that are going to aid you in that pursuit, you know, like I, at least with whatever what, and anything I've ever done, whether it's like with this podcast or like just in sports or whatever. Anytime I want to accomplish something, it's like, all right, I'm presented with these things that for whatever reason, it feels like I have to do this right now to get me closer to that position. Right. And so I just kind of take that and just run with that. And sometimes you just end up where 
you kind of envision in a way mm. it's kind of crazy how it works out bro like it is bro did you did you manifest where you're at right now and like see that's a crazy thing bro like i i don't remember like manifesting the way i do now before to where i'm at now does that make sense mm-hmm. but i know i wanted to do that i wanted to get to this point to get to the next point and then to get to the next level or where i want to be but I never, I don't know if I really, like, I guess manifested at the time in the past. Now I do. Yeah. Because I just believe in it. Yeah. And I know, and like I said, like, work towards it and manifest it at the same time. I feel like that's just the key to success. But I don't I don't know. I don't. I, I wish I could tell you yes or no, but I really don't know if, if that's what I was doing. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think I get, for me, it's like, I I get kind of, I don't realize it until I actually look back and just like, yeah, exactly. is, this what, is this what I was kind of hoping for? And in a way, like, what's that saying where it's like, you you were manifesting where you're at right now or something. It's, it's something about like, just being great. It's basically the saying is, it just means like, you should be grateful because the position you're at right now, like you were hoping for this yeah. back then, you know? So exactly. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't really put my finger on it, but. No, I know what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. just, I think it's just so crazy that, <clears throat> like, it really, it really can happen, and I know it really, can, it really, it, it would happen too. Like for anybody, whether you're you're working towards whatever goal you want, and you have that positive mindset in your head, manifesting, saying, "Okay, I'm gonna do this and that, and I'm going to." get to that spot that i want to be at and the fact that so many um successful people back that up i don't know i watch a lot of pa- i'm pretty sure you watch you watch a lot of podcasts too yeah there's so many podcasters that have these um successful guests on there and they're and they always preach about manifesting and working towards your goal and literally just being positive on yourself and they always they always say like it's it's so much like it's it's there in front of you you just literally have to believe in yourself manifest it and work towards that and it's gonna happen and they all sound so sure about it you know and i think like with us we're we're in a a spot where we don't really see that what they see yet but we're in the work in progress part of it you know so we don't really see it, but we kind of see a little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's a weird. Um, what what provides you with that light? You think what what is what's kind of keeping you? Because I'm sure there's times where you get discouraged, right? Like just oh, like anybody yeah. else. Hundred percent. There's a, there's a lot of times where I wanted to quit what I was doing, but I think that light at the end of the tunnel that I always like. No, I gotta keep doing it. I think it's just like the the constant love and support that I get. If I didn't have that, if I didn't have like my family backing me up on this on this stuff or like my friends telling me to keep doing it to keep going, if I didn't have that reassurance or that backbone for me, I don't think I don't think I would have I would keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But now that but I now that I know in my head that I have those people that support me and they don't want to see me stop, they want to see me succeed and um the support I get from everybody 
that's what makes me like, I'm like, okay, I need to keep doing it for, not for them, but for me. I mean, for them, but for me too, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's crazy, what's, what's best for you is also the best, best for the people around you mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Because mm-hmm. if you accomplish what, at the end of the day is what's fulfilling to you and like what you envision for yourself. Yeah. Like that, that just, that energy that you're going to give off and feed to people. It's just, it's contagious as fuck, bro. It really is. And you, Kobe, I think he said like greatness is inspiring the people around you. Mm -hmm. And that's like, at the end of the day, that's just kind of what it's about, right? It really is. It really is. You want to like, I would, I would love to be that person, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to motivate and to, you know, have those people be like damn i could really do it if he could do it i could really do it you know that's yeah. what i want to be like i want everyone's just an average ass person bro it, it just it's the amount of work you put into it for sure everybody's winging this shit bro. literally <laughs> everyone's just winging life right now man yeah literally i always think about that with like bro if i can like if i could start the podcast like dude i know you could you could start it like it's it's really like yes it does it really does take um it does take a special thing, but at the same time, it something it doesn't. Honestly, it's just mm-hmm. it's how it's how much do you are you really passionate about it? How much like do how you, much uh, do you really want it? Yeah, yeah. Like how much are like passionate? Like mm-hmm. if you're really passionate about it, you'll you'll do it mm-hmm. no matter what. If you're really passionate about something, you're gonna end up finding a way to do what that passion is. Yeah. So, I th- I just really think it's just all about like in yourself if you're really wanting to do it. And you take the steps to do that to get to that point for sure and uh, that circle is huge bro like we talked about like just having people around you that kind of keep you going when you're you you don't see it yourself you don't see you because you have the vision but sometimes that shit can get clouded and you can kind of get lost in certain just what certain things that happen um because there's so much going on but just to have those people around you that kind of remind you and like like for me, it's a lot of the times it's like my, for sure, like my, my brother or sister, but like my nephew, bro, I look at, even just looking at him, bro, I'm just like, damn, like mm-hmm. I got to do this shit, bro. Like, yeah. There's people. And I'm sure once I have my kids one day, it's like, it's ultimately about just kind of leaving something behind. And I don't know. It's, does that no, I know what you mean. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like you, you, you want to be that, that person, mm-hmm. like you want to be somebody they look up to yeah i'm the same way with my nieces and nephews yeah. too bro so yeah i get you 100 percent on that i think it's, it's just crazy how like to us right now our dreams seem our dreams and our goals seem so far-fetched but then also in the back of our head we're like nah i could really do it mm-hmm. you know so i think that's where people get um what's the word i'm looking for they get um discouraged this yeah discouraged or they want to give up in a way just because it's in the back of their head that you can really do it. But then you have the real life moments where like, damn, like I'm doing it, but nothing's really, you know, yeah. nothing's really going on. But I think it's just a matter of time. And like I said, amount of work, bro. I, I really think anybody can do whatever they want. Yeah. Do you think there's people that if they separated themselves from the circle they have right now, they'd probably be better off as far as like they sometimes people have like these big dreams and aspirations but the people around them like they don't believe in it yeah or like they just i'm sure you hear all the time where like you have there's times where you have these big dreams and like these these aspirations but sometimes the people around you after a while can kind of like yeah honestly it's it's really just about the 
them seeing that vision too and sometimes mm-hmm. it's like sometimes people can see like say like oh that's like unrealistic or yeah i think i think it's a a big part of it is well to me in my opinion i think a big part of it is who you surround yourself with if you're if you're hanging out all the time or if you're around these people all the time and they don't have like they don't get your ambition they don't understand your ambition or they don't respect what you want to do and they're just giving off that negative not it doesn't have to necessarily be negative but they're just giving off that wrong vibe to where it kind of kills the vibe you're trying to go for and for everything that you're trying to do then i think yeah that's a like a big thing maybe you do have to like see who you're really surrounding yourself with yeah because i feel like i really feel like that's a big part big part of it too if if you don't surround yourself with people that have the same ambition as you or goals just as big as yours it could be anything else that's crazy big goal Mm. if they don't have that same ambition i feel like it's just gonna it's just not gonna work out i feel like everybody has you have to have that same positive energy around you all the time for sure i would think yeah all the time i agree because i mean i hear like like i said i listen to podcasts a lot and like you said as well a lot of the people that began to really like um just go hard and whatever they wanted to like accomplish and they had these big goals and when they really started to kind of like elevate it's Mm -hmm. like they felt resistance from even some of their like closest friends to where like they hit a point where yeah i felt like there was some separation where it's not even anything personal but it's just like the the energies or whatever was they were just at different points in their lives and different mindsets to where like Sometimes you do have to really separate yourself, bro, and it's mm-hmm. it's not easy for sure, like, especially if you've been around them for a while. Yeah. But, uh, at the end of the day, I don't think it's anything ever personal. It's just you. Sometimes you have to do what's best for yourself. Yeah, you, you know? do what you got. You, what you have to do. That's crazy too. Have you ever Have you ever had to separate myself? Separate yourself from some 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 people. Um, I think for me, I I can say like I've always been very introverted mm-hmm. um but at the same time like the people i do have around have been i've been around for like since i was little years yeah so even though i've been really cool with like i mean i've had friends and extended friends but for the most part the people that i've, I've been really close with thankfully like i could really say thankfully um, i'm blessed with that where it's like i feel like they've always been supportive and whatever I'm doing and like I don't feel I've never felt the need to kind of separate myself in a way I think and that's um, I think I think I'm just lucky in that fact where I just always try to stay true to who I am so mm. I think that kind of just naturally has just kept the same people around yeah me, you know? that plays a big part of it mm. if you yeah. yeah if if you're yourself all the time around the people that you surround yourself with then it should work yeah how or, about you have, have you have you had to separate yourself um Yes, but I'm not too sure if I was even mature at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been so long since where I think I had to separate myself from some people. Mm-hmm. But at that time I don't I don't even think I was mature to even like see if I was in the wrong or something like that. But as of recent, I mean I have I I always try to have great people around me. Mm-hmm. Good energy positive people all the time so back then yeah 
But then again, I don't know if I was in the wrong. Yeah, you know, for sure. So I don't know. But right now, I mean, like I said, I, I'm blessed to have like the people that I have around me. Yeah, I try to surround myself with good people all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. For sure. So for for someone who's who is in your position, um, it can be an artist, it can be a musician, or even just someone who wants to do something like with like an entrepreneur, like something creatively. Right. Um, but they're they're kind of they really just are nervous about taking that leap. They're kind of unsure of themselves, but they know that they're passionate about it. Like, what's advice you would give to someone who's in that position? The way I see it is <clears throat> now, like in our time with with this day, with the amount of um, technology and the easy access we all have to get something um, popping off or blowing up, whether it's a business, a brand, a podcast, an artist, the the way all it takes for us right now to just have that one thing to change everything, why not take that risk if you're so passionate about something, you know? It really just takes that one thing now. I'm saying now because it's just, like I said, like with, even like with social media, everything, it really does take that one thing to set everything on fire that you've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why not take that risk rather than dwelling on it and always living with, man, I should have really tried it. I know I could have done it. I should have tried it. At least... And it, and if it doesn't work out, at least you fucking struck out trying, swinging for the fucking fences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what's what's gonna what's gonna happen if you try super hard and it doesn't work out? At least you fucking tried. Yeah. You know? Rather than you have this huge goal, you have these huge dreams, you're so passionate about something. And then you're living your life not doing anything about it, but it's always in the back of your head. And then you get to that point where you can't do anything about it at that point, and you're just like, "Damn, I never really took a chance," mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I'd rather just that's what, I was, that's what I always say, like, just do it. You ne- you never know. Keep going at it. At least you tried. If it doesn't work, what's the worst that can happen? It didn't work out. Yeah. You know, Plan B. Fuck it. Yeah. But at least you fucking tried, man. You have to try. Always yeah. have to try. You can you can live with your yourself at the end of the day. Like you can Exactly. When you when you're older, you can be like, "All right, I fucking gave it." I I gave I had, it all you know? I could. Like, I, at least I tried, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I think that something would be my something bad. I hear all the time too is like people aren't necessarily they don't have a fear of failing. They have a fear of um Not what what other people are going to oh. think of them if they fail. Like Right. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah wow yeah i mean i would fear that too yeah because i would yeah yeah. because don't get wrong like for from my eyes it's like it's more so for myself i think the reason i i I do what i do is a lot of it's like i'm afraid of not living up to the potential like i see for myself but i don't know maybe a part of it is like how are people like maybe people do see it in that way like how are people going to perceive me if i do this I say I'm going to do this and I do and it, it doesn't and it doesn't work out. And it's like, damn, yeah, I really never thought of it that way. But it, I mean, you think it's, you can see that? Or, yeah, I yeah. can, I can 100% see that. Yeah. I would, now that I see it that way, I think I'm the same way. Damn, I really, that's deep. I've never really <laughs> thought of that that way. 
Yeah, because I mean, if you fail and like nobody, nobody really knows. Like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna cool. try again. But it's more so like, um, oh, like I oh yeah, like this. oh you were gonna do this, yeah, right? You tried and doing you, it, yeah. but I guess it didn't work out. Yeah, like oh, he's just another. Yeah, you know. but damn. Yeah, but at the same time, like when I think about that, I guess what I what I think to myself is like I have it up there. It's called the man in the arena, mm-hmm. and it's um. I don't know if you can see it, but it's it was oh, yeah. by Theodore Roosevelt. Like he he, I don't know if it was a speech or he just wrote it, but um, basically the man in the arena is he's basically saying like, even if um, he does fail, it's like he wasn't the one in the arena. He was the one that actually put himself in that position and was vulnerable enough to just even try, mm-hmm. just even give it a go, and he's the one that's like. Um, really just in that shit bro he's in the mix and he's doing what he can and at the end of the day that means more than just sitting on the sidelines and and not um not even trying at yeah the end of the day. exactly yeah that's actually really mm-hmm. i want I'll, I'll i'll show it to you right now but it's yeah, it's one it of up. my it's one of my favorite quotes but i mean it's true bro like even if you do fail at least um, the people that are probably the people that would be kind of like even saying something mm-hmm. are people that you wouldn't even, you shouldn't even take their opinions like um, to heart because nobody who's nobody who's actually doing something with their lives is going to like hate down ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's not I've never experienced that. Yeah, like, exactly. I think it's just. Yeah. Like you said, people that are I think I don't know what it is. Every whoever is shaming on somebody for trying something at that point at least they're trying you know like you have to give props to people that take that step to try to reach whatever they're trying to do towards their goals and then it's mostly and it usually is people that aren't trying to reach whatever they're trying to do they have a passion but then they see you chasing your passion and you're and they're not doing anything about it. Yeah, cuz it reminds them of what they're not doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's when like, they start to hate and yeah. that's when they start to talk shit. But I mean, who's really winning? Who's really winning and who's really losing in that situation? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when have you ever met someone who's doing like really really well and, and they're like, talking shit on somebody? Yeah. Yeah. I'm mean, no, sure it happens, but at the end of the day, like for the most part, I've never Yeah, no. I've yeah. never came across that either. Yeah. It's always like it's always good energy and it's always positive words from somebody who's doing super well and they see you taking that step Mm -hmm. it's never negative yeah it's always just somebody who's not doing shit but i mean (laughs) do your thing yeah (laughs) nah for sure that's all love though yeah so what you uh what you got going on right now bro are you um i mean you just released the album like maybe Mm -hmm. two three weeks ago um how 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 long again before like are you back in the studio like just trying or are you back like in just yeah. grinding, trying to come up with... Like, yeah, so um, I had put this album out like two... two. I think it's I think it's about to hit like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a couple of weeks off, but I just... I, I can't help it, bro. I think I'm in this like zone to where I need to be recording. I need to be doing something. And right now, I'm really in this zone to where I want to make music back. I want to go back to making music that I truly love. I think with this album, I, don't get me wrong, everything that I have on this album, I love. I love the songs that I have on there. But I was trying really hard to make music that people will 
fuck with. I I was I was in this headspace making the album. Okay, I'm making this song so people can like it, so they can like it, not just me, For you. right? So right now, I'm back in the zone where I want to go back to my roots where I started making music, which is R and B. I have I have this huge love for R and B music, and I want to go back in that bag and I want to put this. I am working on this um, this R and B tape that I want to put out on my birthday, which When's is that? my birthday is December thirteenth. So I'm gonna try. Hey, Sag. Yes, yeah, sir. Are you Sag too? <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. But yeah, um, I'm trying to get this this R and B tape out. Nothing, nothing too crazy, nothing too big. I was stressing hell on this album. I just want to do like three or four tracks R and B, just back in my bag, making music that I love. Yeah. I don't want. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not making it to put out and hopefully people can like. Like I'm not making it. Okay, I'm, it's out. Hopefully people like it. Fingers crossed. I'm doing it. It's out because I love it. I think it sounds great to me. Yeah. So hell yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to do that either release it the week before or the week after that's what i'm working on right now i took a little break but i I just can't i just can't just chill there bro. i can't just not do music so i'm really trying to get this like snowball effect going and i think it is i think i'm in the right headspace i'm finally in the right headspace so that's what i'm on right now bro i'm trying to I mean, once you have momentum, you you should write it. Like, yeah, that's what I'm. It's not always. Sometimes it's not always there. Exactly. I feel like I can definitely relate to that. Where I'm thankfully like in a, in a position where I feel the momentum and like I'm just trying my best to kind of like stay out of my own keep way. Like, yeah. Just, like, exactly. Just write it. You know. That's but what's up, that's bro. So dope. They just got to keep it going, bro. That's all it is. It really is. It's all just about consistency and people understanding that you're being true to yourself and it's really what you want because once once you once you switch lanes on that and you and you're doing it just for the wrong reasons that's when everything goes downhill Mm -hmm. so it's just really big on staying true to yourself and remembering why you're doing it in the first place you know hell yeah so that's what i'm all about right now sheesh right headspace right now yes sir that candle Um, smells really fucking good by the way (laughs) thankfully bro i said to switch it up the other one was I like the other one, but it was a little bit more. It smelled like cologne. Oh, it's eucalyptus. That's yeah. why I like it, bro. Yeah, I like uh, all these uh, like the creams that are like stress relief and everything. Yeah, eucalyptus is one of the main main ones. Things of it. So, uh, yeah, eucalyptus is fire, bro. Yeah. I want to get some more. I want to get like some. I don't know. Like I said, I want to do a little bit more to this. Um, at the same time, I I I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed. I, I kind of want to move into something a little bit bigger. I feel so that's probably the next step but what's up, I bro? Think it, it works for right now so yeah it's yeah. just sick setup and yeah. it looks sick on camera too yeah so i was telling you when we walked up here like bro this is a dope setup yeah no for sure but yeah bro um anybody you want to uh give a shout out to or anything like that dang give a shout out to i mean i was preaching them the whole time that we were talking but all my boys man yeah. like, they really are my backbone my family they really are my backbone for everything if it wasn't for them giving me the confidence that I, that they give me and telling me to keep doing it, I wouldn't be here right now. That's that's for sure. So yeah, shout out to them. I'm always around them. They're always around me. My backbone for real. So shout out to them always. Hell yeah! I'm glad I was able to have you on, bro. Hell yeah, bro! I wanted to do this. This was so sick. Yeah. It was so sick, and you have like the great the the potential is so great, bro. Yeah. Your your podcast it. is sick. I watch all the clips that you post. It's so cool. 
it's so dope bro you're doing it good you're doing it right i appreciate it bro and if i could um i mean if i could support you in any way bro i'm just no yeah just same here too bro yeah i will always support you too now. Mm-hmm. yeah like i'm i'm really in this position where like i i don't know i just especially recently where like i just want to i want to give like mm-hmm. give back and just like even mm-hmm. though i'm not in the position i want it's still like i feel like like you can always give a little bit more you know right even if some people don't um maybe don't reciprocate it like it shouldn't be for that it's just like you you should show just give and Mm -hmm. without anything in return and i think it's just just because you can you know yeah and you know what's so crazy bro there was a time where i didn't want to i felt like okay I don't, I don't remember when exactly, but there was a time where I was like, okay, I have the attention, and it was so bad. And I remember this is where everything, like, changed for me. I remember I had, like, the attention on me. And at that time, I was, like, I was not showing love to anybody. I wasn't um, um, just, like, simple showing love, like, on social media to other people, to other to other artists. and I, And I realized, like, Yo, that's really fucking me up right now. That's what's really getting me in this. I went into like this weird headspace, like the super negative headspace where I was at, and I was just like, "What do you think it came from?" I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I try to, I try to put my finger on that, but I don't, I really don't know to this day. I don't know where that came from. Because I mean, it happens. Like I get in spaces all the time where I'm not, I'm not happy about it, and I yeah. notice it. I'm just like, "What is that? Like, why am I?" Yeah, like why am I acting that way for some reason? Yeah. And then right when I realized that, and I was like, like, there's no reason for me to do that. There's plenty for everybody. There's plenty for fucking everybody. And then I started, you know, going out, showing showing love to everybody else, doing their thing, showing my respects to everybody else. Then you start getting love back. And it's a it's a different feeling, you know? Rather than just being like by yourself on an island, showing love to yourself, but you have no one to share it with. Yeah. And then now it's like a full circle thing. You you're showing love to people, they show love back. It's like a community thing, and that and it won't break anything like that. Everyone's just trying to get somewhere, you know. For sure. So, it's a it's a very different and better headspace than what it was past times. That's I mean that's amazing. That's growth, bro. At the end of the day, it yeah. is growth. Yeah, and I think that goes for everybody. I I feel like everybody goes to that stage. For sure. Yeah, like they have to go through it. Because if they don't, then they they're never gonna feel that, you know. Yeah. So it's amount. Of, it, it it takes a certain amount of time, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. And it's just like the fact that we're, at the end of the day, like El Paso's not that big, bro, and we're all from El Paso, and so like it's just that's something I've been thinking about recently. Where like, if we can like just building a community, bro, is like, it doesn't have to be, like at the end of the day, competition is good. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a place for it, but also like, we're all just trying to be better at yeah. the end of the day, and so like ultimately like we can elevate each other and really just put the city like even more on the map than it already has been it's uh-huh. just like i think that's the biggest yeah thing, i think right? that's what it is too and i think for the most part the city understands that like yeah everyone here that's trying to do something mm-hmm. they understand that but yeah i'm glad it's like that i'm glad it's not like a whole negative nancy area yeah but for sure but yeah like i said bro if you need anything just let me know i'm 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 excited to put this out, bro. For sure, it's gonna hell yeah, bro. Yeah. It's gonna be dope. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me, bro. That shit was fun. Got you, bro. Love, bro. All the time. And then That's we got a. How long have we been going? I think it's been almost an hour. Yeah, 
almost two hours though. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And a good talk. For sure. But uh yeah, I mean we could definitely do it again at some point and have a maybe like you said we go live and just like get some feedback oh from yeah I damn i just, completely forgot about that idea yeah. yeah next time we'll do it for yeah, sure and hopefully the next time it's at a you know we're we're always both trying to grow and see where we're at at that point in time hopefully it's where we want where we're manifesting and working towards you know for sure bro we'll get there we'll get there amen to that bro yes sir yeah that's the, that's the mvp episode Shit, we're on episode 18. Episode 18. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, man, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Here with Cyrus. If you guys are watching with this, wherever you're watching it, it's going to be on um, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, like and subscribe. But yeah, man. Yes, uh, sir. Where can they uh, reach you on, on um, social media? <clears throat> so uh, on my social media platforms, you can find me on Instagram at It's Cyrus. Uh, look wherever you stream your music, I'm there. Just search up Cyrus C Y R E S S. It's not like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I get that a lot, but um, yeah, C Y R E S S on every single music streaming platform, whether that's Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, Title. I don't any anywhere anywhere. That's where I'm at. But yeah, man, it's been love and it. This was a good vibe. This was a good energy. Excited to be here for sure. Yes, sir, till yes, next sir. time. Yes, sir. Deuces.